1: Thank you. Welcome to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and our show today is the Fame Game. And right now we have a very special interview with David Lance. It's so nice to meet you, David. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure. Well, let's see, Maddie. I, um, you know, I've been a musician pretty much my whole life because I had a, uh, I had some great influences, both my mother and my grandmother. That's
1: great. Uh,
2: played the piano, so when I grew up, it was kind of, it was always around and. Um according to my mom, I was so young, I don't really remember too much, but I was I was uh, still four, four and a half years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said I did. I basically asked for piano lessons. Oh, wow. I was, I was so uh, in, inquisitive about the piano. Uh, so I started, I kind of did what normal kids did. I did the piano lessons uh, until I was about your age. And then... At uh, the tender age of 12, I fired my piano teacher because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't getting, I wanted, you know, I always tell, I meet a lot of uh, uh, young musicians and I always tell them the most important thing about music, and I'm sure this is true about a lot of things, is, you know, you need to be having fun oh, definitely. or you're not going to want to do the practice. That's like you know the key I, thing
1: all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: um, I just wasn't having as much fun taking lessons. I think it's different now. Teachers are a little more aware of, of how kids like to play music that maybe isn't all the classical music, because I call that, those are the dead guys, you know, and they're, yeah. they're not as much fun to play when you're a young person. Yeah. Um, so I, I got excited about playing uh, music more from my generation, and that's one of the reasons that kind of led me to this whole, you know, this music of the mm-hmm. Beatles, the Liverpool record. That, oh, yeah. Uh, that just came out recently so but uh, you know so I started uh, playing in, in uh, a little rock and roll band starting in my early teens and that kind of kept going and then by the time I got into my 20s I was more of a professional musician and um, I I kept writing my own music and recording and doing things and then finally when I, I got a little bit older I was uh, in my early 30s that's when this whole this this genre of music that they call either contemporary instrumental or smooth jazz or new oh, yeah, age. There's I've lots definitely of,
1: heard of that.
2: terms for it, but I was in the right place at the right time and released an album called Christofori's Dream. Uh, Christofori invented the piano, so it's kind of a tribute to uh, his work, and that became the very first, the world's first number one uh, new age adult alternative album mm-hmm. on the Billboard charts. Wow! And from that point on, I've kind of had a uh, a pretty exciting career.
1: That's great. So basically, when you were getting into music, it was just basically kind of like your desire to get into piano and such.
2: Yeah, it was. It was the uh, I love the piano, um, and it was just it was. You know, I think a lot of a lot of uh, kids are attracted to instruments that they can kind of get a sound out of right away. So yeah, the drums are always a fun thing. I I also play the drums so.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, That's great.
2: Yeah. So the piano was really, it was, you know, it was sitting there in my living room (laughs) and it was pretty accessible. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I just, I just started banging away on it and I used to see other people banging away on it. So I thought, well, this is fun. So that's how I got started.
1: Oh, that's great. Okay. So do you have any certain idols currently or even just when you were a kid that, or even now that you base your music after or even just look up to in general?
2: Good question. Well, you know, there was a man when I was really young, he was on television a lot. and Mm -hmm. He passed away a number of years ago. His name was Victor Borga. And I think if um, they still run his shows on, um, I I know like on PBS, they do a lot of specials of his. He was a classical player.
1: Wow. And
2: I actually read up on his story and he was, he used to get terrible stage fright,
1: oh. and,
2: and he found out that if he got on stage and started to kind of goof around and yeah. and and do comedy and mix it in with his music, not only did he was entertaining the the audience, but when they laughed, he got relaxed on stage. Oh, so that's great. He was kind of one of my early role models. So if if you ever get a chance to see me in concert, you'll see that. That you know, I take the music seriously, but when I mm-hmm. talk with the audience, yeah, I'm trying to have fun and and uh, Definitely. you know keep it entertaining. So uh, I think he was one of my first uh, kind of idols and role models as a performer. But uh, you know, when I think of my my idols, it's it's mostly the the, the the people in the past. You know, the classical masters like Beethoven and such, and of course, I always bring up Lennon and McCartney and the Beatles and oh, yeah. that kind of kind of music. So that mm-hmm. that's kind of really where. You know, when you're a, when you're young, you kind of you kind of attach yourself to certain uh, role models, and and most of those, if they're really good, they'll they'll kind of stick with you the rest of your life.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I'm I'm glad that um, I'm hearing some great role models that you've had, and I know that definitely relates to kids these days that we have our own types of role models to look up to. So, who are some of yours, Maddie? I really look up to not just, you know, just not the celebrities and stuff, but I really look up to just normal people. Like, um, like I just had this um, lady come on my show last week, and her name is Dawn Jameson. She's a great singer, and she also plays piano as well,
2: uh-huh.
1: and um, I just really look up to her because she has a great story, and I think that she definitely has a lot of great music, so...
2: Yeah, there's so many talented people. It's great that you're going to get a chance to, to meet folks and, and uh, you know, let, let kids know about some of the uh, people that maybe they might not normally get a chance to hear about.
1: Yeah, and another thing with her that I really like praise about her is that she supports this one charity called Lost Angels of Hope Foundation. Yeah, that's definitely something that um, is really unique about her, though, that she does praise that organization. Okay, so um, when did you actually start playing? I know you said four. Was that correct?
2: I was uh, technically four, four and a half. <laughs> the, the half years are important. Oh that, yes, definitely. Uh, but uh, that was my. That's when I first began my piano lessons. Then, by the time I was ten years old, I was. Um, I was really excited about a certain style of music that my mom would play once in a while called boogie woogie. That's yeah. kind of what I wanted to learn how to play, mm-hmm. which was kind of uh, before I, you know, got interested in learning how to play rock and roll and such. But so when I was ten, I wrote my very first composition, which was kind of a little boogie woogie song.
1: Oh wow!
2: And uh, so I, as time went on, I started to to be more excited about making up my own music and. There really wasn't a way, there wasn't, I I didn't have any teachers at that time that that knew how to um, teach me or influence me about that, about going in that direction. So I just kind of said, what the heck, I'm just going to do it myself. So um, I just, uh, from the the age of 10 on, I've been uh, making up my own, uh, making up my own music.
3: Oh,
1: well, that's just great. I love how young you were when you started writing your first composition.
2: If you're lucky enough to be born with a certain artistic gift, usually it I think it usually shows up at a pretty young age. So
1: Yeah, um, definitely.
2: Yeah. So, so that was certainly the case for me.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So um what inspired you to get really into music? Was it just your mom's music?
2: When I started to make up my own songs, I would play those for some of my friends. And then that was really fun because then I had my peers going, wow. He, he plays the piano he makes up his own music oh, yeah. and so that's kind of what got me excited about about continuing on mm-hmm. um, and then like I said I met other kind of like-minded uh you know young musicians going to my school and we started little bands um, I remember having in my uh, eighth grade uh, school so back when I was in um, eighth and then ninth grade i I had started a little uh a combo, we called them combos back then, a little rock and roll band and you know we didn't really know what was going to happen but I wanted to get up and you know try out the talent show. Yeah definitely. But as it turned out we well first we won the talent Oh that's
1: great. Then
2: right after that we got hired to play our very first uh, teen, they called them a teen dance Mm -hmm. and uh, that was pretty exciting. We We only knew about 12 songs so we had to play them about four or five times each to make up for a whole night of of music but (laughs) not only did the uh was it exciting because all our friends from school were there and all the girls were kind of going wow these guys are really cool then we also got paid so (laughs) that's
1: great another bonus it
2: was really great so that's that's kind of what started me off on my uh long and winding road and show business. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: great, though. I love doing talent shows, though. I just love singing and, you know, anything that has to do with, like, acting in the arts and modeling, anything like that. I love to do it.
2: Great. Well, you're a born born performer, then.
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) So, are you the only one in your family that is musically talented besides, like, your mom?
2: Well, you know, actually, if you look on on the uh, the Liverpool recording, you'll see a person's name there named Gary Lons. Mm-hmm. Gary is my uh, younger brother.
0: Oh,
1: okay, that's great.
2: He's very very talented in his own right as a singer, a songwriter. He plays guitar and piano, but he's really really great in the studio. So he comes in and um, he acts kind of as my co-producer on. Um, well, actually, the last for the last five years or so, we've been working together pretty close on all of my recordings. So, um, so really the, t- the two of us have kind of carried on with music and my mom still plays a little bit, but she's, you know, it's strictly a, for her, it's strictly a hobby.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's great though, that she loves to do that. And you love to do that. Cause I definitely think that support from family members comes a long way.
2: It really does, you know, my mom still shows up whenever my brother or I perform and we're, you know, pretty close to to where she lives yeah she'll definitely make the effort to uh be right there in the front row (laughs) oh
1: that's so great i think it'd be great to i you know i've heard some of your music and it's absolutely gorgeous music it's so beautiful
2: thanks maddie
1: yeah i definitely think it's um some great music though so let's take a break i'm maddie rose keep it right here you're listening to the voice america kids network If your friends don't listen to Voice America, are they really your friends? Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to The Fame Game. And right now, we have a special interview with David Lons. Okay, so um, just to continue with our interview, so who have you met during your journey?
2: Well, let's see now. You mean as far as... Uh, famous people. <laughs> yeah, you could say that.
1: Folks. Anybody memorable <laughs> to you, I would say, but yeah, definitely if you would like to name a few.
2: Well, you know, back when I was before I uh, kind of got launched as a recording artist, mm-hmm. I played at a little piano bar in my hometown of Seattle. <laughs> and one night, Bob Dylan came in and stayed for about wow. two hours. Wow,
1: that's amazing. It- <laughs> <laughs> definitely, the pressure was probably on. You're like, Wow. Well, it's
2: funny because you know I had a few Bob Dylan songs in my repertoire, but I decided oh not goodness. to play them. Oh
1: my goodness! But That's uh, great he was though. real nice.
2: I went over and chatted with him. It's funny because I had a lot of uh, I had been there for a few years, so my it was kind of a hangout for my friends. They'd come down, and for some some reason that particular night, none of my friends showed up. So of course they didn't believe me that I, when I called them to say that Bob Dylan was in the club that night. But mm-hmm. uh, but he was really great. Um, I've met a few of my idols. I've met Stevie Wonder, who oh, I wow. think is one of the most amazing singers ever. And um, back in uh, the early 1990s, I did a, a recording. There was a song. It's, it's still a, it's one of the classic rock songs by a group called the Moody Blues, Knights oh, nice and White okay. Satin. So I made a recording of that in Europe and then had the opportunity to be part of a, uh, a special uh, program that Ted Turner put on uh, called the goodwill games oh, and wow. a, a chance to meet all the moody blues that's in particular great. justin hayward the man that that sang that song so yeah I've, I've had the opportunity to to work with a number of really uh amazing world-class musicians that's um, great though yeah so it's it's just, it's it's always exciting to meet people that uh you admire and it's really cool if they happen to be nice nice folks too so um i have to say i've I've met uh, a lot of great and famous folks who were, who were really nice as well. so that's that was a plus.
1: What places have you been to?
2: Well, let's it's kind of bitter to say where haven't I been
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> But you know I have a, I have a very large following in uh, South Korea, so I think I've made almost a dozen trips there on tours.
1: Yeah, so that's definitely great that you got to tour a ton of those amazing places though like Japan.
2: Japan was wonderful. Um, there's quite a contrast between S- South Korea and uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- I really love the food in Japan. It's, it was really a, a, a treat to be there. and the, mm-hmm. the fans there are real wonderful, very respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been to Singapore oh, wow. and done some recording and touring in both England and Spain and Germany, other, other parts of Europe. Mexico has been uh, a place I've, I've visited probably five or six different times over mm-hmm. the last number of years. But uh, I'd have to say most of my touring happens here in the United States.
1: Oh, yeah, that's great, though. I'm I'm just so amazed at how many places that you've got to visit. It must have been a wonderful experience.
2: It really was, well, especially at first. The, the traveling, the touring was real exciting, and mm-hmm. I still like to travel, but it's not – it doesn't – it's not as, exci- as exciting <laughs> as you get older.
3: Yeah,
1: uh,
2: I guess for me the most, the part I like the most is to be on stage and then to meet the people in these different countries. It's they, you know, the the music that I play seems to have a, a positive effect, and I I get really really lovely people that come to my show. So, um, you know, it's not like a crazy rock and roll show. I get, <laughs> I have. Uh, I have very well-behaved groupies, I should say, so <laughs> nice, nice folks.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I can see that you have wonderful, wonderful fans.
2: <laughs> you know, I've got – I always list all my uh, performances on my website, mm-hmm. so I should plug that at davidlons.com.
1: Oh, that's great. <laughs>
2: and um, also, you know, we've put up – a. there's a number of videos and, and lots of information if uh, some of the kids listening want to kind of maybe check out some of the music that I do.
1: Okay. So davidlands.com will be www.davidlanz.com.
2: Very good. That yeah. that'll that'll get them in. That'll get yeah. them in the door. So Definitely. and there's you know there's I've got I don't know 3 or 4,000 YouTube videos that have my music on it. Oh, so that's it's great. you know it's it's pretty easy to find information on on what I've been doing.
1: That's great. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and right now we're having our special interview with David Lons. Okay, so you've definitely performed to a ton of places though, and you've been to great places, visited them, and have some amazing fans though.
2: I do. I've been very. You know, the thing about my music, Maddie, is that it's instrumental. <laughs> so um, there really there isn't a language barrier. Music you know, it's often said that music is, an, is a universal language. Mm-hmm. And in my case, it's really true because just playing the piano, I can, people, the, the emotions are the same regardless of what language you speak. Oh, definitely. So um, I, I'm able to uh, communicate with uh, people through, ma- through my music, mm-hmm. uh, folks that I wouldn't normally be able to communicate with through language.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely true, though, that music will be great music still, even without words. I don't think it's nothing like a requirement. Do you agree with that?
2: Oh, totally. You know, I mean, there's certain songs you really want, the lyric is of course very important, but
1: uh,
2: there's nothing like a great melody to, uh, you know, to kind of bring people together as far as, as far as, you know, sharing, sharing a, a common feeling and a common emotion.
1: Yeah, definitely. But um, even your music in general, I listen to it, and it's just, oh, it's just so peaceful, and I just love hearing it. It's just so beautiful.
2: Well, well, thanks, Manny. That's one of my goals as a musician was to try to create um, a kind of music that would allow people to uh, be be introspective and and you know reflective about about their life. Um, I think that's very important. I mean, it's great to have music to celebrate to and dance to and sing along to, but you know, you, it's at, at certain times in the day or certain times in your life, you just want to kind of kick back and chill out and, uh, maybe, you know, think a little bit about things that are going on and, uh, the style of music that I play, I think allows people to do, to do that
1: yeah most definitely so um what had to be the most memorable time of of your career like if you could just pick something out what would it be
2: that's a great question there's been a lot of great moments but the first thing that popped into my mind was i, I remember when my record company called me up and they they told me that uh, that my album christopher's dream was going to be the number 1 uh, the first number 1 album on this on this uh, billboard chart
1: that's amazing. That was exciting, but
2: I what I remember the most was actually getting the magazine and opening up to the page and I knew that I was going to see my name at the top, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually afraid to look, so I covered up the top and I kind of I just I kind of revealed. I started at the like the bottom at the number 25 yeah. and worked my way up and uh and then there I was and that was uh, it was pretty memorable.
1: Oh, definitely. I could totally picture that. Just seeing your 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 name on a magazine that's amazing though just the feeling and everything
2: exactly and you know for me being a musician that that billboard magazine was kind of like the you know it's kind of like the bible of the music business so uh i really felt like i had com- totally arrived at that point
1: yeah Okay, so here's the big question for you, and Uh-oh. I bet, <laughs> yeah, I, d- <laughs> I definitely think a lot of people are definitely wondering this. So, what is it like being nominated for a Grammy, though?
2: Well, it's exciting. It was, it was pretty <laughs> stressful, I have to say. Um, that was another one of those moments. I remember I got a phone call from a friend of mine who was on the Grammy committee. Oh wow! And, and uh, he said, "Well, I got some inside information. You're going to be getting." You're going to be getting a call very soon. That you know your your album. See, the name of that record was East of the Moon. Mm-hmm. That that record's going to get nominated for a Grammy. Oh my goodness. Again, that was another one of those moments where, you know, you really feel like you've arrived. Especially the Grammys. Then you're being voted by your your peers, people oh, in the music business. So it was pretty exciting. I took my I took my son with me, who's also a musician now. Mm-hmm. I took him down to Los Angeles, and we you know we got to go and and uh go to all the grammy parties and
3: yeah and
2: he was hanging out with guys from Radiohead, and i got oh, wow. to meet uh elton john and there was you know a lot of a lot of very famous folks walking around so that part of it was exciting but i have to say sitting in the auditorium you know waiting to hear who was going to actually win the grammy it's it's an honor to be nominated but uh i didn't win it that year but it, it was, <laughs> I was I was a nervous wreck. Oh I my goodness. To
1: say. <laughs> So you so you got the full on experience with the Grammys, correct? You got to walk the red carpet and you know, get to schmooze with people and such?
2: We did we did all of the above. It was it was quite a night.
1: Well, I bet so. Just thinking about that, just you know, I can totally imagine it.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll be there someday, Maddie.
1: I, I definitely hope so. I'm rooting for that day. I'm really hoping. All right. <laughs> so what style of music would you say you focus on playing?
2: You know, I, I've learned how to play a lot of different styles. Um, I really feel that the kind of music I play, it's, it's really a, an American form of music. Which, And when I say that, I mean most American musics are kind of a combination of different things. You know, rock and roll of course is a combination of jazz and blues and mm-hmm. and so I think my style of music is kind of a mixture of classical and jazz and pop music. And then you throw in my kind of my own, you know, personal philosophies about, you know, trying to create a, a, a kind of music that has a, a calming effect on folks, uh, gives them a chance to be, you know, kind of reflective as I spoke of. So it was kind of unfortunate back in the day. People used to call it New Age mm-hmm. music, and that's not really a musical term. Yeah. So that was a little bit confusing. So I would just tell people I really play David Lawns music. <laughs> and definitely. in concert, I joke about it, and I tell people that I play heavy mellow. So that's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely a great term to use, though. I mean, that just totally sets out your music uniquely.
2: Good. Well, you can maybe get that heavy mellow term going for me. You can talk that up with your uh, listeners and maybe they'll, uh, maybe we'll make that a, a, a new billboard chart. Uh, <laughs> heavy, <mellow. laughs>
1: Most definitely. Let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network.
0: Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go. On iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: Real kids, real talk radio. Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and as always, you're listening to The Fame Game. Again, we're continuing with our special interview with David Lons. Okay, so besides the piano, I know you've talked about being a composer and writing songs. So can you tell me a little bit about your experiences with that and what, like, kind of like your strategies that you have for that?
2: Strategies for writing? Well, you know what? It's... When I first started writing music it was really I wasn't thinking in those terms I was just thinking about I wanted to make up something of my own you know I felt like I had this experience when I was a young kid I remember I was looking at at some sheet music mm-hmm. I was playing a piece of music but I wanted I had all of a sudden kind of had this funny experience about I wanted to be behind the music behind the notes mm-hmm. because I knew the notes really just symbolized something else yeah, just like words, you know, words on a page um, just symbolize an expression or a feeling or an idea. So I had this experience as a kid about I wanted to get past the the, the actual printed notes, and the best way to do that for myself was to kind of close my eyes and uh, start to imagine you know a, a sound, a, you know kind of a feeling and, and an expression of a of an idea. So, that's kind of how I started it. And then I guess what happened is in terms of you know maybe more of a, a strategic approach, I started to listen to the, the various rock and roll artists that I liked um, when I was a kid. So there was actually a lot of different kinds of music. Not only did I listen to rock and roll, but I was also listening to people like you know Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I got older, I started to listen more intently to classical musicians mm-hmm. and jazz musicians. So I think what happened was I just... I was like a sponge when I was early in my uh, writing attempts, and I just kind of soaked up all these different influences. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, I guess what I do is when I write a song, I I have all these. I don't know. It's almost it's almost more intuitive and and it's almost subconscious now because all those different stylistic things have kind of it's like a soup. You know, you put in all the ingredients. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And so now I guess I you know my. I'm just soup. <laughs> it's all done, <laughs>
3: yeah. and
2: my ideas just kind of come out, and and they they tend to be uh, formed and and informed by by all these different influences that I've had. So I don't know. It's it's kind of a whenever you talk about the creative process, it's 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 a little difficult sometimes yeah, to describe definitely. that. It's really one of these things that I encourage people to have on their own mm-hmm. um, because we all, I think, each of us has the ability to create, and um, it's really, that's that's the joy. I think that's the joy of, of uh, one of the, the main joys of, of being alive is to, is to create a, something that wasn't there. It's really a magical process.
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, would you say that writing songs is a challenge for you, or now since you have so much experience with it, is it very easy to come?
2: Well, you know, the usually the initial idea comes pretty quickly to me. The Kind of the, you know, I don't know if you've heard that expression. They say 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. Oh,
1: yes, I've, I've heard of That's that. That's kind
2: of how it is. I get an idea, like, for example, on, on the Liverpool recording, I had the idea to take this music that the Beatles had written and then kind of interact with it and turn it into my own. So it was easy to... Well, it took a while to pick the songs that I wanted to to, yeah. to, to uh, work with, but once I got the idea f- from the song, then it was a it's a very long process for me anyway to kind of make as an arranger, which is different than writing music, it, to make that uh, cover song, as it were, my own. So that that was an, another process, and um, so the the ideas come really easily. So that part of it's easy. The the part that that still takes a lot of time is is the working out and the forming and the shaping uh, of the of the musical idea. So you you end up with with something that is all balanced and and uh, kind of stands on its own.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So are you a soloist or do you have an ensemble with other musicians as well?
2: Well, I've pretty much have, I'm pretty much known as a, as a solo pianist, but in the last year, I've been out touring with a group, which I call the Liverpool Trio. Oh, great. And those, um, besides myself, two of the other musicians, uh, Gary Straustus, a mm-hmm. uh, uh, plays woodwinds, different flutes, mm-hmm. and Walter Gray, who's a fabulous uh, classical uh, cellist, cello player. Wow. Great. And both Gary and Walter were part of the uh the recording the liverpool reimagining the beatles cd so out of that recording we had actually worked together off and on over a number of years but that recording kind of brought us together as a group so we are out off and on touring as the liverpool trio so and we're performing uh music from not only from the um the liverpool recording
1: that's great, though. So I'm in
2: in the process of writing another uh, group of, or arranging another group of songs uh, that are. are- from uh, from the Beatles primarily and, and we're we're, ha- we're just having fun, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: wonderful. We're still having fun. That's wonderful. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose. And right now, we're still continuing our special, our very special interview with David Lons. So um, how many albums do you have right now? Um, anything new and exciting? I hear that you have your Liverpool album. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: How many? I think I've made about 25 or 26 uh, full length CDs.
1: That's amazing. I'm afraid I
2: I lost track.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing though.
2: You know the first one the first one was the hardest one and then after that it seems like I've just popped out one or two every year so (laughs) Um, but yeah the Liverpool recording was a a really kind of a a labor of love and that's been out now for a while but the uh, like I said just a moment ago we're, we're I'm in the process now of recording a a new collection of Beatles songs. I haven't really got a title yet. I think we might call this new uh recording Here Comes the Sun.
1: Oh wow. Beautiful and name. Of course.
2: I'm sure you know that song, right, Maddie?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh,
2: we just actually just finished uh, recording and and uh doing the final mixdown uh 2 days ago of a song called I Am the Walrus.
1: Oh wow. And
2: that kind of has ended up being uh as far as the Liverpool Trio, that's that's becoming our new trademark song live oh, because great. It's, it's a very exciting uh, arrangement of uh, I Am the Walrus. So that's kind of what's on the horizon now. I'm kind of in a – I'm still in my uh, my uh, kind of – I'm stuck in Beatle land. Oh, <laughs> be all that's... this old Beatle music. But we're trying to make it fresh and we're trying to, you know, let, let folks like you uh, get a chance to hear – you know, really, I think the Beatles, when you look back, it's kind of uh, they're kind of like classical musicians. Now their music has really, has been embraced by three or four, maybe even five different generations of, of people. So, uh, they don't seem to be going away and I'm happy to, uh, to be one of the musicians that, that is kind of still, you know, touting their, their, uh, great creative, uh, artistic efforts.
1: Yeah. So I know that you said that you're touring to showcase your album, and I I can tell that you have a wonderful experience with that. But overall, like overall, everything that you're doing right now, how do you feel that it has an effect on your life and you as a person?
2: Good question. You know what? It's Music has been my life for so long that it it really just seems like it's just a continuation. Uh, I've been... I have to say I've been very fortunate in the fact that that uh, I think I kind of discovered what I wanted to do early on in my life, and I'm you know I'm continuing to be able to the, you know the world supports what I do, and they you know I have a lot of amazing fans all over the world that that uh, I hear from you know on through my website and, you know mm-hmm. through, I'm also on Facebook if kids want to check me out there
1: that's great. Um, I know I'm your uh, friend on Facebook. All I can
2: say is it's 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 a good life for me.
1: Oh, definitely. So um, we're going to kind of wrap up this interview, and it was great having you. But um, what advice do you have for kids like me about wanting to pursue a career in the arts, or even going for their dreams in general?
2: It, it's important to kind of trust when when you're young. You know, you, you get a lot of messages from older people.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's
2: definitely you know your your parents and your your teachers and and they're, in many cases, they're very wise and they have good, they have good intentions. But if you really have a desire and a dream, I think it's important that you take steps to, to find out if that really is something that, that can turn into a, um, you know, a, a life, a life ambition or a life goal. And if you don't at least try it, you'll never know. You know, I think, I think the saddest thing is to see somebody who maybe had a dream but they thought they should have or could have, or you know, they did one of those things where they they didn't feel like they were good enough, or or they just didn't give it a, a chance. So I would tell kids, you know, it's it may not work out, but you're not going to know, you know, if if you're any good, or you're not going to know if this is really what you want to do unless you mm-hmm. give it a uh, you got to really give it a good a good shot, you know. So you know, trust yourself, trust you know, trust that voice inside, mm-hmm. and like I said, it's you don't want to. You definitely want to listen to your parents and listen to the, your your teachers and, and the you know people that that have your best intentions in mind. But number one, I think you need to listen to yourself, and if your heart's telling you to go for something, you, you better you better give it a go.
1: Definitely, I think that's wonderful advice. So, if people would like to read more about you or your journey, how can they do so? So, you have website, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes.
2: All of all of the above. If you know, they can start by just going to davidlons.com, and all the little icons are there. They can go to YouTube and Facebook, and uh, um, there's lots of lots of information on my website. There's videos, um, all my all the different songs and and discographies. You know, also, Maddie, I should let you know I've got about thirteen or fourteen uh, books Wonderful. of the music uh, that Hal Leonard publishes. So, if any of the uh, if any of your listeners are are wanting to play any of the songs that they're hearing from me, all that music can either be downloaded from my site, or they can um, they can find out all about all the different books that that has uh, has my piano music in it.
1: That's great. Well, it's been wonderful having you. It's a real pre- pleasure talking to you, and um, thank you so much for being on my show. And I've hope that you've had a great time, just as I have.
2: It's been a real pleasure to meet you, Maddie. You're a you're a great uh, you're a great kid, and and I I see a, a great future for you in show business. Just Thank you you. keep doing what you're doing because you're having fun.
1: Thanks so much. Let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk
3: Radio Network? By keeping up with us on Twitter, you can find us at Voice America T R N.
0: Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids.
3: Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? make sure you check out the iRadio blog a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond visit www.iradioblog.com today get the inside scoop on every channel on our network including breaking news featured guests blog posts from our hosts and much more make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics today's kids get more information Information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel.
1: Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and right now we're going to be talking about the biggest awards of all time, considering the fact that we just interviewed David Lons and he was nominated for a Grammy, so I think that this show just deserves the right to talk about each of those great awards. Okay, so just a little spiel about my whole... um, my whole segment right here, will be is for a long time there have been many awards achieved by many great stars of different generations and different styles of music even. And the awards that I will be naming are very popular and a great honor to be awarded. These awards include the Grammy Awards, the Emmy Awards, the SAG Award, and the Golden Globe Awards. First off, let's start with the Grammy Awards. So as you've heard, David Lons was nominated for a Grammy and that was an amazing experience for him. So let us Let's just talk about the history and a little bit about what it is. Okay, so a Grammy Award was originally called a Gramophone Award or a Grammy and is an accolade by the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences of the United States to recognize outstanding achievements in the music industry. The annual award ceremony features performances by prominent artists, and some of the awards are more popular interests that are presented in a widely viewed television ceremony. So, basically, every year you sit at home, oh, the Grammys are coming on this Sunday, let's watch it. And, you know, it's just great. I love watching all these award shows. It's very entertaining. And it's also the music equivalent to the Emmy Awards for television and the Academy Awards for film. And the first Grammy Awards ceremony was held on May 4th, 1959. So the Grammy Awards goes way back, and it's been here for a long time. So it's just great to see the many generations of stars that have come. And to... And during that time, it was to honor musical accomplishments by performers for the year of 1958. And the most recent ceremony was the 53rd Grammy ceremony held on February 13th, 2011 at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. So that was just great. I saw it and, you know, the costumes, the performances were unbelievable and it was just great. Okay, so continuing, we are going to talk about the Emmy Awards now. That's also another thing that we watch on television as well. And the first Emmy Awards were presented on January 25th, 1949. So just 10 years before, I would say, before the Grammy Awards. So all in that area. And it was held at the Hollywood Athletic Club, but solely to honor shows produced and aired Locally in the Los Angeles area, Shirley Dinsdale has the distinction of receiving the very first Emmy for most outstanding television personality during that very first award ceremony. And the Emmy Awards were often preferred to simply as the Emmy, and it was a television production award similar to the Nature in the Peabody Awards, and um, which means annual international awards for excellent in radio and television broadcasting, but more focused on entertainment and is considered the television equivalent to the Academy Awards for film and the grammy awards for music and they are presented in various sectors of the television industry including entertainment programming news and documentary shows as well as sports programming as such the awards are presented in various area specific ceremonies held throughout the year And the best known of these ceremonies are the Primetime Emmy Awards, honoring excellence in America, primetime television programming, excluding sports, and the Daytime Emmy Awards, honoring excellence in America, daytime television programming. So there are definitely very specific areas for each individual. Which is a Screen Actors Guild Award and is an accolade given by the Screen Actors Guild to recognize outstanding performances by its members. The statue given, pre- representing a naked man holding a mask of both comedy and um, a mask of tragedy, is called The Actor. We've all seen that thing. It's um, literally just two masks to solely represent um, theater, almost. And it's 16 inches tall, weighs over 12 pounds, cast in solid bronze, and produced by the American Fine Arts Foundry in Burbank, California. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and right now we're talking about the biggest awards of all time, but right now we're focusing on the SAG Awards. So, SAG Awards have been one of the major awards events in Hollywood since 1995, and nominations for the awards come from 4,200 randomly selected members of the union, with the full membership, which is 1,000. I mean, 120,000 sorry about that as of 2007 and available to vote for the winners and the awards have been televised for the past several years on TNT but now also airs on TBS the inaugural SAG Awards aired live on February 25th 1995 from Stage 12 the Universal Studios and the second SAG Awards aired live from the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium while subsequent awards have been held at the Shrine Exposition Center, and Bob Host was given the very first award. So now, moving on to our last of the biggest awards of all time, which is the Golden Globe Awards. Okay, so a Golden Globe Award is an accolade presented by the 93 members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is also known as HFPA to recognize excellence in the film and television, both domestic and foreign, and the annual formal ceremony and dinner at the which the awards are presented in a major part of the film's industry award season, which accumulates... which each year with the academy awards and the first golden globe awards were held in january 1944 at the 20th century fox studios in los angeles so we all know that um many um awards have actually been held there which is great and um the 60th the 60th Annual Great Golden Globe Awards um, were honoring the best in film and television for 2010. were presented on January 16, 2011 at the Beverly Hilton Hotel in Beverly Hills, California, where they have been held annually since 1961. So that's just a couple of the biggest awards of all time, which is absolutely great, I think, because... Um, like I said in the beginning, those are just a great honor to have for many different people. And as you can see, each awards have their own specific, um, I would say, area to give to recognize an artist of all different sorts. Okay, so just to wrap up our show a little bit soon, um, I just wanted to tell you guys, and if you guys didn't know this, that I actually have my own website, um, and it's www.maddyrose.org let me spell you out that so you will be able to reach it just fine so it'll be www.maddyrose.org and feel free to look around and browse around because um, I definitely have some great things there and I always update it so definitely some great stuff and also if you would like to reach me um you could also email me at voiceamericakids at gmail.com and that's V O I C E A M E R I C A Kids K I D S at gmail.com. So you can also as well reach me there. Like I said, please feel free to glance at my website frequently because every now and then I will have some great updates for you guys. And again, that's org. And please, if you would like, feel free to leave me a comment. And if you're looking to get some fabulous publicity shots, some portfolio pictures, or just to have an amazing time and experience with them, then look no further because Get Image Ready is here. The upcoming photo shoots are here. So you could totally go to www.getimageready.com and that's www.getimageready.com ady.com and you could check out all the amazing details there and just to tell you from personal experiences I have known them forever and they do all my shots and they do fabulous things I mean you get the full-on photo shoot experience and I think they're amazing they have great photographers and the whole thing is which is a fantastic experience. So remember, if you're looking to do this, um, you can use my code G-I-R-M-R when registering to get a 15% discount. So I hope to see you there. And this isn't just limited to models. You're also welcome, photographers. So, you know, come and check out com, and I hope to see you there. And also, if you're in the Phoenix area, then don't forget to see Don Jameson at Park Central every Thursday Friday and Saturday, 8 to 11 p.m. And lastly, I just wanted to thank again David Lawns for being such a great guest here on my show. He's absolutely wonderful, and I hope you guys just enjoyed it as much as I did. So thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and again, this is Voice America Kids.
0: This is VoiceAmericaKids.com at www.VoiceAmericaKids.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today.